Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this league's real big three, Scott Bogman, Roto World's Jonas Nader, and Hoopball's Dan Bespris. The In This League Real Big Three. Welcome to the In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am Scott Bogman. It's the real big two tonight. Uh, Jonas is coming down with something. Maybe he's sick. What we're going to try to do is transfer him from this show tonight over to the show that we record tomorrow night. So we will get Jonas tomorrow. But for me, for, for right now, it is me and Dan. What is going on, Dan? Everybody's too dang cool for us tonight, Boggs. What's up with that? Yeah, we tried to, you know, we tried to get everybody. Dr. A is working. Brewski's working. All the people at Hoopball are doing their normal jobs that pay their bills. Yeah. Dude, Adrian, Adrian Benjamin's almost ditched out on a parent-teacher conference to come on this show with us. And then he decided, <laughs> ah, I got to play the long game here and be a good dad. Probably a good decision. Yeah, I would say that's probably a solid decision, too. That's probably <laughs> what I would do if I was a parent. But uh, no parent-teacher conferences for my cats. So Not uh, yet. No, Just wait not, till they get in trouble. That's right. Nothing for me to go to yet. So that's good. I will tell you, Dan, um, I, think I, I think I still made the right decision. I don't know if you watched the YouTube video because I know you're grossed out easily by oh, stuff. I was petrified. I couldn't watch it. I was too worried about what I might see. But so I went in for the black olive. I had three black olives. Then I had a cinnamon roll for the cal- the palate cleanser at the end. <laughs> uh, I got about two bites into that black olive, realized that it's worse than I, I remembered it, spit it out immediately, ate the Cinnabon, and then gave out my phone number. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told you to just do the phone number right from the get-go. You did. You did, and I should have listened to you. You're a much wiser man than me. This is a worst-case scenario. You ate olives and you gave out your phone number. Why would you do that to yourself? Oh, I got about two bites in, I'm telling you. I I was supposed to eat three. We're talking about three just, like, regular-sized black olives? They were jumbo black olives, but they're, you know, black olives are small. They're not that big. Right. So, uh, so You really like those things. Jonas and the Welsh got more than their money's worth. So I'll say, how did the uh, how did the phone situation turn out? Did you get any, uh, shall we call them uh, lewd pictures? No, no, because see, when someone texts me, I get their phone number too. Uh, someone did <laughs> sign me up for Yelp reviews, so I had uh, one of those come in, and it was it was weird because I don't know if they signed me up for a place in line at a local restaurant. Or if they, um, or, or if they just signed me up for Yelp reviews because I had something that said your place in line at this restaurant here in Phoenix. So I mean, they went local with it too, which was fairly impressive. That's that pretty was, good. That was easy. I just, I just said stop. Um, I had some people ask me some uh, fantasy basketball questions, so that which, was. Uh, <laughs> it's 
it's pretty reasonable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I answered them. You know what I mean? And whenever someone had, you know, a funny comment, I said, thanks for listening. That kind of stuff. So you're a, you're a kind fellow, Lord Bogman. You're a kind fellow. It really wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I think like, you know, we're a week out and I think I only got like three texts today. So not bad. I'm actually impressed that people remembered it for a week. I can't remember what I did yesterday. So kudos to those people who are just like, I'm dedicated. I'm going to set a phone alarm to send a weird text message to Scott Bachman today. <laughs> well, I think some of them are the people from the ITL Army, which, um, you know, OK, you know, it, most of them said, hey, it's me from, you know, whoever and uh, wherever. And then um, so those are the people that are like still texting me. So it's not really it's really doubled up text, not um you know, not random people. So, uh, but I, I expect random people to text me, you know, probably throughout the season. You know, someone well, will revisit that later. So, and it's on YouTube yeah, too. So, no, to loop it all around. Also, the reason I asked about the lewd pictures was because I wanted to know if you liked the one I sent you. Oh well, uh, I was going to ask you, was did it you, cold? Did you like? No, I was going to ask you if you liked the haircut. Oh uh, well, you know, it's not the grooming that I would go for. What but, you wouldn't. Word Bogman in yours because that's anyway. All right, let's. Uh, I believe it is my turn to start with topics. So, do you want to uh, bounce back and forth since there's only two of us today? Yeah, we can do that. So, I'll just start with, uh, and I put this first one in here because this is your guy. 17 yeah. assists for Darren Collison. I believe that was last night as we're recording this. He's been up and down this season. Where are we standing on him? Because obviously he did this with no Oladipo still. So. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a bit concerned about what happens when Oladipo comes back. But Collison's been a cool story because it shows how quickly you can rocket your way through those those late round uh, spots. And that was something I think I soapboxed a little bit on. We were talking about Miles Turner, I think, at the time when I mentioned how you know he went from number 100 to 75 with two good games. And for Collison in nine cat here, he's gone from 165 to 105 in like five, six games, basically. So, yeah, he's not going to have a 17 assist game when Oladipo comes back. My hope is that he's using this opportunity to sort of separate himself from Tyreek Evans and Corey Joseph. And you can go back to getting the more Collison-y lines that we're used to. The good news, by the way, with Collison is that through all of this, even with his strong play, and he's ranked 105, as we said, in 9-cat, he's still nowhere near his career averages in both percentage categories. So if you're a fan of mean reversion, he still has nowhere to go but up. So this is a guy that I was holding all the way through the tough times because of that big percentage gap. You just felt like it had to work its way back towards it. It's also why I was a little bit afraid for Thad, my my guy from last year, uh, because his percentages seemed fine this season. It was just that his minutes were way down. He's actually played a bit better lately also. I don't know if that sticks. You know, a couple of good games when Demonis Sabonis was in foul trouble. But he's still arguably their best one-on-one defender in the wing or front court. So I think he's going to be locked into at least 28 minutes. We kind of need him at 30 or 31 And I know I got off topic with the Pacers, but that's a team I watch a lot of because these guys are so strange and their minutes have been so strange. Back to Collison, uh, strong hold for me. Um, I got to see what happens when Oladipo comes back, but I still believe in him. I still think that because he's durable, 
a top 100 super durable guy is going to end up with like top 75 ish totals value because he just plays in games all season long. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great point to make on, on Collison, too, that, uh, you know, you mentioned he's doing this without Oladipo and uh, really the Pacers, Evans coming back when Sabonis was in foul trouble. Like, we know all the things that these guys are capable of. It's just when they're all at full strength and they're all at full health, uh, where where are we going to stand on Collison and Evans? Like, where do you think when Oladipo comes back, um, if that's not for another week, say, because he keeps saying he's close, and I don't know if I believe him. Uh, he keeps saying, oh, I'm close. It's going to be real soon, all this stuff. If Collison has just a fantastic week, and I know it would pain you to do this, but if you could get something for Collison that you needed on your team, whatever it is, it's steals, it's blocks, whatever, somebody needs a point guard, uh, is that something that you're considering? Absolutely. I, I just don't know how easy of a time we're going to have convincing somebody that he'll keep doing it when Oladipo comes back. You sort of need to see him succeed alongside Victor. And then I think you could consider moving him. Problem is, at that point, you're probably going to want to hold on to him. That is that is really the dichotomy of the trade situation. It's a buy low. It's a sell high. If somebody's playing well, it's really hard to part with them. If somebody's not playing as well, it's quite easy to part with them. And if somebody's very obviously playing better because a superstar is missing, there aren't that many teams you're going to be able to sort of fleece, if you want to call it that. Uh, I think your best bet with Darren is to hold, hope that he continues to play well with Oladipo at his side, and then you could explore trades if you need him, or you could just ride it out and hope that he, you know getting a little bit of freedom here has allowed him to kind of wake himself up a little bit. Refind himself. How yeah. Darren got his groove back. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a great film. <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any it jokes. It finishes there. off way different. I'll say that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's your topic number one here, Dan? Topic number one is weekly Rashawn Holmes, uh, love fest. That it has to happen. I, you know, <laughs> And it's, it's, and it's a full Phoenix Suns topic, honestly. I wanted to start with Rashawn because it's been pretty cool to see his growth. Uh, I, I say his growth, and the first thing I think is like, oh, did he go to a dermatologist? No, his growth as, as a, uh, his role with the Phoenix Suns. He had, by all accounts, one of his quieter games in recent memory tonight as we're recording the podcast on Tuesday. And he still had eight, two, and two uh, with three blocks on good percentages. He's been... He's been unreal. He played 25 minutes in an overtime loss on Monday night, had 19 and seven with a steal and three blocks on seven out of nine shooting. Uh, I mean, it, he's a guy that, as we've seen it before, and I, I think Jonas mentioned it on last week's show, where you only need 20 minutes from him to be an easy standard league guy. Well, over the last two weeks, he's averaging exactly 20 minutes and six seconds per game. And he's number 72 in nine cat. I don't think this is slowing down for him. He has a, uh, a prominent role off their bench. DeAndre Ayton is going to get into foul trouble because uh, he's a rookie and rookies foul people. And they honestly play better with Holmes on the floor from time to time. And so he gets a few extra minutes because of it. He's a guy that I have picked up in a bunch of spots and I'm starting him in all of them. 
I'm stoked about Rashawn. You you live out that way. What's the buzz on Rashawn in the in the Arizona neck of the woods? I mean, they're liking Rashawn, but everyone's just down on the Suns because they can't win a game right now, right? And no Booker and uh, Warren's been banged up too. He played in this one though, didn't he? Yeah, he played 25 <laughs> minutes here. Uh, so. Uh, but I think the biggest fantasy buzz is not about Rashawn Holmes, even though big men are harder to come by. And he also, I think he had, you know, he had that uh, l- kind of lame line tonight that you talked about. But he sold three blocks. Yeah, so awesome. The blocks are tough to come by. But how about DeAnthony Melton? I mean, Jonas was almost prophetic when he was talking about him in the last episode. 17-7-6 and two steals. The shooting percentage is not great. 7 of 16, but he also uh, chipped in with three three-pointers. Um, yeah. I think he had the uh, – him and Aiton had the best plus-minus at minus one for Aiton and minus three for Melton. <laughs> so they have reasons to keep these guys on the court. I do think that Holmes's long-term value is better than Melton's for this season because the Suns still seem hell-bent on – adding a point guard, and Booker's going to come back at some point, you would assume, right. unless they're just going to milk this injury you know, to get Zion. So, uh, But what do you think about DeAnthony Melton, and do you think that he can keep up some type of pace like this when Booker comes back, or is this just going to mm-hmm. all go away? So it, the fact that he had a really big game tonight, minus the five turnovers, I thought was a great sign alongside TJ Warren. It was basically like, look, I'm not afraid to have some usage rate on this team. A lot of these other guys, they have a bad tendency of disappearing when Warren is playing or Booker or both of them. Mikhail Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, thank you. Pretty pretty clear where we were going on that one. Eight (laughs) points, four boards today in 32 minutes. He just was, he was a disappearing act. And uh, usage rate, I think, was 13 in this game. Second lowest on the team ahead of? Dragon Bender. Ugh. That's a bad one person to have behind you in He's usage. Gotta go. Get He's got to go. Um, D'Anthony Melton, usage rate of 28.8. That was higher than Josh Jackson, who is notoriously high in usage rate <laughs> because you can't. That's like looking at a train wreck when he's out there. And, uh, and obviously, TJ Warren was number one in that department. Uh, I loved the fact that Melton was like, I'm. I'm a better offensive option than you, Josh Jackson. So I'm going to get up 16 shots and it's going to be more helpful for the team. 17, seven and six with three threes and two steals on not great percentages is a good sign to me because heaven help him. If he has a good shooting night, that could be even better. Yes. What you said is true. When Devin Booker comes back, he is an insane usage suck on that team and everybody's going to lose a bunch because he's out there taking 20 shots a game. Uh, but Melton is playing his way into sort of the third ball handler role and on a, a this kind of like street ball type game that Phoenix plays where everybody's just running all over the place. That means steals. That means a bunch of shots. That means like weird assists because you're just firing a pass and the next guy throws a shot up at the basket. Uh, even falling into stats counts as getting them. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on Team Jonas on this one now. I was a little skeptical, but when they moved a Kobo to the G League, uh, and I know they wanted to get Juwan Evans some playing time uh, to sort of flip-flop those guys, but that was kind of their way of saying, all right, Melton, have a crack at this point guard job, and so far he hasn't done anything to lose it. So um, in terms of the guys we've talked about, yeah, he's he's a cool ad as well. Uh, the turnovers, the percentages make him a little bit nerve-wracking in nine-cat formats, uh, but eight-cat and points leagues, he looks like a guy you got to roll with right now. 
And uh, I, I'm in a league that kind of plays like a points league, and I couldn't believe it that he wasn't added this morning. I thought my eyes were deceiving me. <laughs> I, I grabbed him for this ball game, and uh, I'm sitting back in my chair and thinking, boy, what a smart guy to just happen to fall upon him, assuming he was already owned a week later. Uh, that's a cool one. Phoenix is, Phoenix is interesting these days. And I, Welsh always says we just bag on them, and it's because they, they do kind of stink as a basketball team, but there's fantasy value there right now. Yeah, do you think Trevor Ariza plays another minute for this team, or do you think he's just going to sit out until he's traded? I think if they're smart, they'll sit him out until he's traded. Right. Uh, I mean, that's what Minnesota should have done, but, you know, Jimmy makes decisions on Jimmy, and right. so he got in there and he played a little bit. The, you protect the guy that's your trade chip. If, if Trevor Ariza is about to turn into a first for Phoenix, don't you dare let him hurt himself. Yeah. That's the only thing that could go wrong there. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah, it's frustrating because I I know that they can't trade him until Saturday. Do you think that deal is basically done? Because the last I heard it was KCP and Ariza, but they want KCP to go somewhere else and they mm-hmm. want a point guard. Yeah, I had heard Philly as a possible third uh, team in the mix with Markel Fultz's name thrown in, but it sounds like Phoenix wants nothing to do with that, and I don't blame them. That would be a good right. decision to avoid him. Uh, so, no, I don't think the deal is done. I, I don't think the Lakers want to give up picks. I think they'd rather stockpile those, potentially to go after a guy like Anthony Davis next year. Um so it, it could be it could be a few weeks. Uh, maybe they throw him in there for a couple minutes just to like let him shake the rust off. But uh, th- th- it looks like this is the team with Booker in a week or two that we're going to be watching for a little bit. So let's go to your second because the I think the last uh, like three that we have here all kind of tie together. So what's your second topic here? Uh, second topic is the Grizzlies. That's my next destination on our little travel map. Uh, and the <laughs> fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. has been uh, slumping a little bit. Joakim Noah is alive. Most people may not have realized that. Uh, and I wouldn't blame you for wondering. Marcus Soule seems to be either hurt or slumping or both. And Jamichael think- Green has been outplaying all three of them. Do you think that this is why Jonas is sick? Is because Jaron Jackson Jr. has been bad? <laughs> <laughs> we may have to tag him when you release this show. I think it's important that you tag him with a question about it because uh, <laughs> it, it something something weird is going on. I don't know precisely what it is because I, I it, there was no foul trouble in the last one. There are a lot of times when his minutes are low and you can point to foul issues because again rookie, but he, his blocks are way down. He only has two blocks over his last four games and he only has uh, one multi-block game over his last seven. He did have that 36-point game mixed in there, but it's been a weird stretch where we've seen a lot of Jermichael Green. We've seen uh, these guys not now able to play any backup center minutes because Joakim Noah is around. So that's, you know, 13 to 18 minutes a game that just sort of disappeared. That sometimes Ivan Rapp saw a few, but uh, that's something. And so with with, uh, JJJ and Green, they're basically splitting power forward minutes. And on a lot of nights, Jermichael Green is outplaying him and it's super frustrating, and I wanted to come on this show and tell Jonas how excited I was because I actually packaged JJJ in a trade. <laughs> <laughs> what did I, you get? What was so, the return? So this is a uh, – I got to tell the whole story again. This is like <laughs> doing a thing. Um, so as many of you recall, 
uh, I acquired Jaron Jackson Jr. a few weeks ago for Eric Bledsoe in a league where I'm punting assists. It was a pretty fair trade. Bledsoe had him by about a round of value, but if you wipe out assists, uh, JJJ was a little bit ahead of him. So it worked out for everybody. Well, uh, I've since moved. It's been insanely active in this league. Once I decided to punt assists, I've made about a thousand moves. <laughs> uh, so I ended up packaging JJJ with Paul George for Rob Covington and Jimmy Butler, who in the trade sat there unaccepted for five days. And then Jimmy Butler hurt his groin. And then all of a sudden, ah. <laughs> okay on the other end. That was, I don't know, man. That, uh, I wanted to get each of your thoughts, but I'll, I'll bug Jonas next time. That's not something I would do in a fantasy league. I would ask the other owner first, hey, man, you still want to do this trade even if this guy got hurt? I think I probably still would do it. Uh, so I'm not that upset about this particular one. And it sounds like Butler's groin thing isn't as bad as it appeared. Like he's listed as doubtful for the next game, which to me was a good sign that he wasn't just out. Like they're actually right. They're actually going to look at it like this is a groin thing. That's usually a couple of weeks. Um, but I don't know, man. That's not my favorite sportsmanship move there. No, it's not. But uh, I mean, that's a little bit on you for leaving it up. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, he clicked it like two hours after Butler heard his groin. I don't think I'd even been back to my computer yet. Right, right. I mean, that's uh, uh, I like I wouldn't blame you, but it's an easy way to burn a bridge at the very least. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I don't know if this is this a keeper league that you're doing or is this just a yeah re- yeah re- re- so is this someone that you played with before or not? It is not. It okay. is not. Somebody I have never contacted in my life. This is a brand new league for me. Uh, and so I don't know. It was weird. And like he accepted it. And you know how in Yahoo, you can put a message when you either reject or accept a trade. His message is like, Hey man, didn't know if you were still, if you still wanted to do this, except wait, what? <laughs> like if you're going to check with me, my email's right there on my, on my team page. You can, you can toss me a line, man. I'll tell you whether or not, but to click accept and then ask, that's a strange move. But I am pretty stoked about it because Rob Covington and Jimmy Butler for my uh, punt assist build is pretty massive. Uh, I know. I, J- I think Jason you still won that. I think I did, too, especially if Butler's back in like a week and a half. Yeah. So I think you still won that. And even even if he isn't like, how long is this stupid Joe Kim Noah thing going to last? You know, that's super annoying for Jaron Jackson owners. And that's uh I mean, that is – it's a tough situation to know what's going to happen because I don't know – first of all, how long is Joe Kim Noah going to last because he has an injury history, of course. Mm-hmm. But And is the attitude going to be a thing that pops up in Memphis uh, because he had he's had that basically everywhere? And uh, is this going to mess up the development of Jaron Jackson Jr.? I'm kind of surprised that they signed Joe Kim Noah. Were you yeah, a little weird. bit surprised by this? Yeah, super weird move. I feel like they just needed somebody to give Gasol a breather. He looks beaten to hell right now. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, I just... um, I do think it's a buy low, actually. So it's weird that I traded Jaron Jackson Jr. away, but it just this was a trade that fit my team build so perfectly that I couldn't say no. Like, if if you run a little, you know, you can use tools these days to figure out what different stats actually mean to a particular player... Right. If you turn off assists me in, in whatever the device you're using to track this stuff, 
Uh, Rob Covington is number nine, and Jimmy Butler is number eight, and Paul George is number five, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is number 39. So I gave up five and 39 for eight and nine. Uh, that's that's a win on my side. And maybe the other guy's not punting assists, so maybe it's it's actually more reasonable for them. This is a spot where, uh, you know, depending on what you're looking for, that's a different thing. Like, I really do want to be competitive in turnovers. That's one of the reasons that I made this trade. So and Robert Covington just seems to be getting better every game. So. Oh, my God. I can't wait to check his box scores every night. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I can't, I can't say all the thing, all the gross things that I want to say. Let's just say <laughs> that, that if I, if I should contact a doctor, if it lasts for more than four hours, <laughs> I'm just glad that the Rockets won a goddamn game. So <laughs> I've been a, so yeah. frustrated with them. And now all these stupid rumors about, uh, J.R. Smith. I'm like, oh, really? Well, let's activate Carmelo back too. Why don't we do that? It's oh, you're going to, you're going to get a shooting guard, Carmelo. That's fun. God, so dumb. This um, is a weird one, too. And the Vegas line, Houston by six and a half, felt so strange with the way they'd been playing. Uh, somebody had been betting into that one with some big briefcases full of cash. There's, that's, a, that's a spot where, they, where Vegas needed money on Portland. And, uh, and Houston covered. Yeah, yeah, they did. Smart, man. Those lines are smart. Because I was recording another podcast in the middle of that game, so I, I was box score watching and watching, you know, I had it on my television here, and I when I started, uh, okay, they're down a quick 10, and then they tied it, and then they were up, and then they were down again, so I didn't, you know, I kind of lost track around the middle of the third quarter there, but uh, they wound up winning the game, so... I'm just happy for a W for once. Uh, my second topic here, Dan, is Kawhi was looking healthy, and now he has a sore left hip, which I don't know why this bothers me so much with Kawhi. I have zero shares of Kawhi, um, but this is one of the reasons why I didn't draft him. You know, he missed the whole year last year, but that was a shoulder thing. And this sore left hip, and he's already missed six games because of his previous injuries last season is this a guy that you know are we starting to maybe look at trading him off your team because of missed game potentials at the end particularly in head-to-head leagues no i want him i want him bad i i love me some Kawhi right now he's uh he's looking incredible yeah he's been so good i i'm not i am not afraid his last missed game was november 21st you know one missed game every three weeks is not going to throw me off of this dude that puts you at what, like eight missed games in a year? If that's what he has, if he plays 74 games this year, that's got to be considered a huge victory. I will bet any amount of olives that he doesn't play 74 games yeah, this year. Yeah, probably not. That's probably a best case. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's, be, let's, let's come back to realistic level here. I know you love Kawhi, but he gets a bump or a bruise and he misses a game. That's kind. That's what annoys me about him. It's not it, it. The production is obviously amazing, and he's not Danilo Gallinari. You know, we're not just waiting for the other shoe to drop, but it's that potential, especially with the Raptors being such a high seed right now and kind of running away with the East. I know that the uh, the Bucks have been back in there, and the Sixers are going to get better, and Boston's going to play and has been playing way better than they started the season. But if they are up at the end of the year. You're not worried about um, bumps and bruises down the stretch and maybe uh, some games off at the end? Yeah, maybe. I, okay. I don't know. I, I'm only in one league that actually goes to the end of the regular season. Most of them end a week and a half in advance. So you're probably dodging a missed game there. Uh, 
I'm I'm not I'm not bailing on Kawhi because of that. And if I was, I would want a top seven guy back for him. I mean, he's just he's crushing. He's number four on a per game basis in nine cat right now because he's doing all this and he's doing it with less than two turnovers a night. Like yeah. he's he's right back where he was uh, two years ago. He's that guy that he's actually better than league average in every statistical category. It's crazy. It, see, it's games like the game tonight, though, that, that bother me about Kawhi Leonard and, and um, missing games down the stretch because they don't have Kawhi tonight, and they are beating the jumping Jesus out of the, <laughs> the Clippers in L.A. They're yeah, but beating them by 12, and there's five minutes left in the second quarter. That's total injured star theory, though. That's like the old psychological stuff that coaches pull because they knew taking him out, the Clippers would would rattle down the throttle and the other Raptors would step up and they were like, listen, if you don't play Kawhi, then Lowry's going to have to wake up a little bit. This is this is 100 percent gamesmanship and it it works every stinking time. Here's what I want to know, though, and it's I don't want to make any sweeping decisions on Kawhi until after tomorrow. If this hip thing turns out to just be code for rest on the front end of a back-to-back, then I go back to being completely not yeah, afraid too. at all. Me, so me too. Tomorrow's going to be a big decision maker on him. So we can we can follow up on that. I, I think they're just messing, um, and I, I love him. I, I sell the farm for Kawhi for my team. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, it's good to, good to get that out there because, I mean, I – I've been known to not like injury-prone guys at all, and I'm not sitting here calling Kawhi injury-prone. I think a lot last year had more to do with attitude than it had to do with uh, mm-hmm. an injury. But um, you just—he's already missed games this year, and then you see this hip thing that he's missing, and it's just kind of like. A, and, and also, I don't have to actually do the things I say because, like I said, I don't own Kawhi anywhere. So uh, it's just kind of looking at that. I was wondering because I know you love Kawhi. If you be worried and you're not worried at all. So. I'm not worried. You don't own Kawhi, go find him. Go see if can, <laughs> go see if you can get him today when another owner might be like, is this a hip or is this rest? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. What's what's your, your last uh subject here? You know the funny thing and I just had another thought on Kawhi, and then I'll do my last subject. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to get him for like the guy one or two spaces behind him. And it's it's weird to think about it like that, but the the gaps between guys in the first eight or nine spots is really big. Those are the guys that make the, the crazy huge difference uh, to your roster. So like if you could go out and get Kawhi Leonard for Paul George, who's right next to him in the rankings, it might be worth doing because by all accounts, Kawhi is actually worth about 10% more than Paul George right now, largely because of the turnover thing. Uh, or if you could go get him for a healthy Jimmy Butler, like, just do a one for one and, and see if you can convince a guy that he's going to be hurt more than he is. Okay. Last thing. Uh, and this one actually ties in with, uh, with your last thing also. So this, uh, there's a little bit of a, of a loop back on this and we're in a weird stretch right now because we're, we're sort of hitting the dog days of the season where you get a lot of one to two week injuries this time. Yeah. Of year. Uh, and it seems like they all happened today. <laughs> they all, they did all happen in like the last 36 hours. Uh, you had, uh, the, you wanted the, your topic was, was Tristan Thompson, the injury there. Uh, Jimmy Butler got hurt. Brandon Ingram got hurt. Whiteside left for the birth of his kid. John Wall had a, a birth, uh, of his child and then had bone spurs. Um, there's a lot of guys out there right now where 
you know, I, in, in head-to-head formats, I often kind of write off streaming guys a little bit. But in Roto, especially with games cap, if you can get a guy that's going to be a top 60, top 70 dude for one week, that's actually a really important three or four game stretch. That that, that counts just as much in December as it does in March. I, I like a lot of these streamers right now. Um, the, the few that, that I was going to bring up with Josh Hart in Los Angeles – Bam out of bio in Miami because Olenek was actually playing well even before Whiteside left. Uh, Sadoransky in Washington, not 100% clear if there's a beneficiary in Philadelphia. And then your last topic was? It was Larry Nance uh, filling in for Tristan Thompson, especially for they're saying this is two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know if you thought, and this was weird leading up to the season because I was a big Larry Nance proponent leading up to the season until we got word that they said, nah, we're still going to start Tristan Thompson. And I was like, well, <laughs> why would you do that? Like, I yeah. look, I love Tristan Thompson, Texas guy, you know, um, but Larry Nance seems to have all of this upside and he traded for him and all that stuff. Why not give him the minutes, but he's going to be getting them now. Do you think that there's a possibility that he could Wally pip Tristan Thompson? Or do you think that, no, it's only two to three weeks when Tristan Thompson gets back, they're going to put him right back in there. I think he's going to play when he comes back. I think they actually really need him because of his offensive rebounding because that team misses so So many many shots. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Have you watched many Cavs games lately? I try not to. Yeah, it's it's some serious bricklaying. Like, Chetty Osmond is out there, and I don't know if he's aiming at the same. I feel like I want to get his eyes checked. It's bad. (laughs) It's really. It's surgery for Christmas. Something, so. anything at all. And guys that have normally been better shooters are not shooting the ball. Uh, that whole team can't shoot. Jordan Clarkson, low 40s. Rodney Hood, low 40s. Alec Burks, like I think he's in the 30s since he joined them. Uh, Chetty Osman, he's definitely in the 30s. I know that without even looking. They don't have anybody that can put a distance shot into the circle that they're aiming at. And so... Tristan Thompson, are they getting five, six, seven offensive rebounds a game? That's enormous for them. And Larry Nance, for all of his merits, and he has many of them, that's not his yeah. greatest strength. He's he's probably a better defender than Tristan Thompson, but they're not stopping anybody anyway. So right, <laughs> what difference does it make? He's got to be there to put back all of Colin Sexton's shots. So yeah, and he's probably has the best shooting percentage out of any of them so far. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's rough. And then I was talking to a Cavs uh, beat guy. I think it was Quentin Alberti who said that the plan, as he has been able to decipher, is that when Kevin Love comes back, he's actually going to be the starting power forward alongside Tristan Thompson. So they're going to go big and slow and try to rebound the crap out of it. And that, to me, that's really worrisome because that pushes Larry Nance out to third, fourth string big man. Yeah. He's an awesome streamer right now, though. I mean, get him in there for Tristan Thompson's absence. He's he's going to be an easy top 75 guy for two weeks. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I own Tristan Thompson in a league because he's not <laughs> he's totally not a, not a me guy as far as fantasy goes. But I drafted him in a deep keeper league. So I'm going to have to look for somebody because everybody's gone in that league. But it seems with these injuries, there are guys coming around. Like you mentioned, Hart, uh, Bam in Miami. Do you think that? Uh, if it was up to Spolstra, he'd be like, you know what? Just take a month off, Hassan, and, and enjoy that baby, and and that's fine. We'll just we'll have Bam here. That's fine. No, I don't. I I I feel like 
things do get a little overblown that this, the white side thing has become a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy where like <laughs> he does something dumb and then everybody talks about it and then it becomes sort of a bigger deal than it was. Uh, like poop gate where, where he was going to soil himself with 40 seconds left. Uh, uh, I think everyone's been there. You know, when you got to go, you got to go. Dude, you're talking to a man with irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> Believe me, I got a, I got a cabinet and I got, it's people were giving me, uh, medical advice on Twitter. And by the way, I thank you guys for that, but they were all giving me medical advice for the IBS that slows things down. I got the carpool lane IBS. So oh, I see. Me- yeah. Give me that medical advice instead. So, um, yeah, I kind of lost track of what we were talking about there when I started we're talking, talking about Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. Whiteside leaving the bench to go poo. Uh, <laughs> so he missed a month last year and they won a couple of games right out of the shoot. And then it all came to pieces and they sort of realized that he still is their best rim protector and they kind of need him for those. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It can be 24, but just a guy to sort of establish that, that kind of defensive identity and a slightly slower tempo at times. So I don't think they would bench him completely. I think he gets his job back when he comes back into the mix. I don't think it's just because yeah. he's a ton of money. The guy I'm watching is Kelly Olenek because he was starting to see more minutes at power forward even before Whiteside left, and he has a really fantasy-friendly game. Steals, blocks, threes, rebounds, assists from the big man spot. Uh, I don't know that. I mean, we've seen these two- or three-week stretches from him before, and then he, he sort of goes away. But on the chance that it sticks, that 10 to 15 percent chance it sticks, I've picked him up basically everywhere and just crossing my fingers through January. Yeah. And that's uh, that these streamers. I mean, you're the L.A. guy, Josh Hart. What, what do you think on Josh Hart? Is he a, uh, He's got a an addable guy? Yeah, absolutely. He's got a week and a half of good value. Uh, he played 35 minutes in their uh, their win over the Heat. It, it wasn't a big game, but the minutes were there, which means he's going to get open looks with Braun. He gets out. He runs the floor, uh, generally gets steals, usually shoots an okay percentage, which is kind of nice for a guy who will knock down a few threes. Don't expect it to be a long-term thing. And you know, even if they do move KCP, they're probably going to bring in a big wing. So I don't know that his role is ever going to just explode at least not this year uh but if you're just going to use him while brandon ingram is out yeah that's a pretty that's a good guy to throw in there i love it so let me ask you this how happy are you going to be when the lakers sign carmelo oh god don't you do it don't you send me that hey don't it's, you, it's don't already give, been on my team let's get it out of here no don't you don't you give me that refuse it sounds like <laughs> i'm okay i'm totally reading the don't you put here. that like, evil on me ricky bobby <laughs> Perfect. So, Bogman, in my mind, you've now climbed to the top of the mountain and you found me, the Oracle, and I'm smoking the crap out of some bay leaves up here. And uh, what I'm getting is LeBron is saying nice things about Carmelo in the media because he doesn't want to offend his buddy. But behind (laughs) the scenes, he's definitely told uh, Rob, don't you dare. Don't (laughs) you dare. He is not. LeBron is no fool. Uh, he knows Melo is a, a ball-stopping clog at this point in his career, but he's also his boy. So he's got to go to the media, and he, I'm sure he told Magic before, and he's like, look, Magic, this is my guy. I got to save face. I'm going to say, yeah, man, I'm cool with it, but uh, don't even. Like, if, if his agent <laughs> calls, you're, you're at a parent-teacher conference like Adrian Benjamin's tonight. Uh, 
So that's that's what my bay leaves are telling me right have now. You I, ever, have like, you ever vouched for someone uh, like at a at a job, maybe when you were, uh, of course, oh, much I, younger, I, and, oh my, and then been I, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, no, I'll still do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd rather at a certain point, I'd rather be a nice guy. I've done uh, I, I've done like people a lot of people over the years have asked me to be uh, a reference right because i had a, an agm position with a minor league baseball team and there were a couple over that stretch where i was like yeah i'll be your reference no problem at all and then places called and i was and you, you know you're not really allowed to say bad things about people when you're called for a reference but you mm-hmm. can sort of like wink wink nod nod a little bit right so i I've done that within the last couple of years. <laughs> Secretly, I'm a giant gaping a-hole. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Yeah. Well, I know I will not ask Dan to be a reference for me. Oh, so. no. I love you. And plus, I want a, I want a piece of your land. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, I don't have a lot of land to give right now, but uh, the, if there ever is some, you will definitely have a piece. <laughs> Slice me off some of that dirt, man. That's right. Here you go. That's right. So it's it's Lord Bogman over here. Of that's course. right. So, But uh, that's going to do it. That's uh, going to wrap us up. What do you have going on this week, all your guests as usual? Um, this is a... We'll call it a little bit of a quieter week. I had a fun show today, Tuesday, with uh, Steve Manali, an artist from Canada who put on a Ron Artest art exhibition in 2011. That was a, was kind a bunch of, of paintings of him beating up fans in the stands. <laughs> the, the the website actually, it's still an old blog spot. It's still running. It's <laughs> it's lovablebadass.com. So people can check out Manali's uh, stuff there. He's actually the guy. The, and a lot of people know Aaron Bruski's kind of funky avatar, which is like a pixelated kind of version of his face. You know that image that I'm talking about? Yeah, so this, yeah. Allie drew that. He drew that for him. So that's okay. uh, something that he's done as well. Um, yeah, you know, everybody can check out the podcast, Fantasy NBA Today. It's available anywhere podcasts are, are out there, the internets. Uh, at Dan Vespers on Twitter and everything else, you guys can just... Uh, can get through that. Oh, if anybody wants to join our DFS contest, it's going to be every Wednesday for us at uh, at Hoopball moving forward. So that's something we're pushing right now. We've got a 50-person room, and we expect that to go up to 100 by next week. So uh, pretty nice. good prizes on hand, and uh, hopefully you guys can win some because certainly I have not yet. <laughs> well, if, if you guys know, uh, if you guys need anything from me, of course, you can find me at Bogman Sports on Twitter. Uh, we've got you covered here. The Welsh and I will be having Jonas on as long as he's good enough to be on tomorrow because he was sick today. And, um, uh, you know, if you need anything else besides that, you can text me your questions, of course, if you have my phone number. And, um, yeah, we've got football's wrapping up. We've got baseball coming up. We're working on the book. We've got, of course, our Deckar Balls special, which you can go to InThisLeague.com to check out that. And, um, yeah, we've got all kinds of stuff going on here. And, of course, NBA takeaways on the NBA sound system through NBA.com. And uh, that's going to wrap us up today. We will see you guys in a couple days. Take it easy, everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.